Hello and welcome back to Fancy a Blather podcast. I'm your host, Kirsty Taylor. And just a quick housekeeping thing before I welcome our guest for this week. Um, the website should be up on Sunday, so stay tuned on our Instagram at Fancy a Blather to check that out on Sunday. And now I'm going to welcome Marion Jockmans. I always feel like I mess up your last name. Jockmans? Yeah, that was correct. Jockmans. Jockmans. I mean, it's Dutch. Jockmans. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just remember that tutorial where you were like, where, where oh we were God. wine drunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. I think I went on for so long to try to explain to him how mm-hmm. to say my first name, actually, <laughs> which was just I was like, a mess. Yeah. Just kicking me under the table. I was like, Marion, shut up. So basically, um, for those of you listening that don't know Marion and I, we met at, well, I suppose we met through Facebook, technically. Yeah, no, we did, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) We, like, met on a, I don't even know what it was. It was, like, a group, a Facebook group or something. And then... Just for, like, future students at Napier, just to, like meet the people that are going to be on your course <laughs> yeah it was so weird and then we just sat we of course my idea we played 20 questions and we find out yeah, we, we had a lot, a lot in common we were like oh we have all the same every answer was like the same and I, I know what's happening yeah and then that <laughs> tutorial we were talking about was like our first tutorial where we went to um a little place called be a bistro in um in Edinburgh, yeah. and uh, one of our course mates bought us wine before our first tutorial at uni, and then so <laughs> I don't think we even fun. ate. No, <laughs> I, I don't think even we even eat. ate. I, I think I had a eat. salad. Ugh, I just had like <laughs> two time. glasses of wine, and I was tipsy. <laughs> a great start to university. <laughs> it was. I think it was red wine too, though. Which it was like red wine. Yeah, stronger. Yeah, I really think red wine has more of an impact than white. <laughs> On an empty why, stomach but... for sure. <laughs> <laughs> It was a good time. It was Andrew really Frayne, if you're listening. Andrew oh, probably be like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's been five years. It's okay. <laughs> we we both graduated. Don't worry, guys. Okay, so we're gonna hop into our small wonders of the week. Um, so those of you that are new to the podcast, a uh, small wonder of the week is just something that you've enjoyed during the week. Um, it is typically something that's like on a smaller scale or like underappreciated. Um, sometimes it's bigger, but this week hopefully we're keeping it small. Um, so I'll just kick it off with mine. So my small wonder of the week for this week is um, just sitting down for dinner, like having a sit down meal at lunch and dinner. My dad works from home and I'm back home now and it's nice to be able to have lunch with him. I even cooked him a really nice lunch today. You know, star daughter. And um, it's just really nice to have someone to chat to and not be like listening to a podcast or staring at a TV screen while I'm eating. So that is my small wonder of the week. What's yours, Marion? Yeah, I love that. I think my small wonder is, um, so I've been, I was in lockdown by myself in Edinburgh and then I've just been back home to Belgium. I flew back a little bit over two weeks ago now. So I think my small wonder of this week is hugging my parents and just being home, really. Uh, yeah, I totally get that. It's nice. nice. Yeah. To have like that intimacy. I agree. Yeah, exactly. Because three weeks without hugs was actually three weeks, sorry, three months was <laughs> quite rough. <laughs> three, week, three weeks would be rough too, but three months. Exactly. Would be really but three rough. months was horrible. So, yeah, no, yeah that's right. Nice to be able to be close to the people that I love again, for sure. Nice. 
And then we're just going to kick into the next portion of the podcast that is weekly, which is um, what we're engaging with. So in other weeks, I've mainly made it like medias, whether that's like a TV series, a book, a podcast, etc. But this week, I just want to keep it simple. And um, I'm just been engaging with other people, like having conversations about things going on in the world, whether that's anti-racism, um, being a better ally to LGBTQ plus people and um, just I don't know, just like, are being more equal conscious. Um, so just having conversations with people I'm close to, because obviously if you have conversations with like your friends and family and they respect you, they might be more willing to listen than if they're reading something online and things like that. So that's how I've been engaging with things. I don't know if you have something you'd like to share, Marion. Yeah, I mean, I've been doing the same thing, um, just talking to my family about these issues, um, especially the racism in the US and the prison industrial um, complex and all of that. Um, In terms of media though, I've actually recently started re-watching Orange is the New Black um, and I got to the last season where they kind of get into ICE. So I've Mm -hmm, been like reading more about that as well um, and trying to educate myself on what's happening over there at the moment. So, yeah. Yeah, I think there's a petition going around right now I can if I can find it I can put it in the oh, show yeah. notes about um about ICE because they're deporting stu- is it I think yes it's students, I did see right? that yeah they are deporting yeah. students right now which is just it's just absolutely yeah. disgusting um so yeah that's definitely something I need to read more about and uh, engage with more for sure yeah I can put that um petition in the show notes for anyone that wants to check it out um yeah so now we will kick into the poem of the week. So for this week's poem, it was quite hard to find a poem that um, really captured the essence of um, what I wanted. I wanted a poem that would celebrate um, bisexuality in many different ways rather than focusing on um, the sexual poems. There's a lot of poems that are quite sexual about bisexuality, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But I wanted something that celebrated all the different aspects of being bisexual. So I found a poem by LGBT poet laureate um, Trudy Housen and I'll have more about her in the show notes Um, and she wrote a poem um, just called Bisexual Visibility Day Um, so yeah I'm just going to read the poem to you Bisexual Visibility Day Do or die Laugh or cry Why not Gay or bi Bold or shy Let's not pretend we haven't been there, or tell ourselves we aren't aware. Let's not judge just because we haven't experienced the possibility. Let's put our prejudice aside, be gay or bi, no need to hide. September is the month that we celebrate bisexuality. It's pretty cool to be that way, open to love, both straight and gay. And who the hell are we to say? It's wrong to be able to feel that way. Don't we hate it when people say, that it's not natural to be trans or gay. So let's embrace the joy that we can share together of being free. Instead of a wall, let's have a door. Instead of less, let's have more. It's love that makes the world rotate. Let's support each other, not hesitate. Let's make the world a better place for bisexuals of every age and race. 
yeah so um that's the poem by Trudy Housen so that is our poem for the week Hi guys, Kirsty just popping in here for the charity spot of the week. As you know, we like to keep it on point with what the topic of the episode is. So this week um, I asked Marion what charity she would like to highlight and she said LGBT Youth Scotland. So LGBT Youth Scotland is a charity which is all about getting involved in helping and loving and being a good ally to LGBTQ plus young people in particular in Scotland and there's lots of different ways you can get involved your their website is www.lgbtyouth.org.uk which I'll have in the show notes there is fundraising obviously that you can do like most charities fundraising volunteering campaigns and events um, their recent campaign hashtag still proud was um, thinking of positive ways to use the money we might normally have spent on pride events this summer so you can check that out at their website and another thing I just wanted to highlight from this awesome charity is um, IDA Hobbit or Ida Hobbit 2020 which is um, join us as we mark the international day against homophobia, biphobia, interphobia and transphobia in 2020 with this interactive digital workshop so you can check that out on their website which will be in the show notes enjoy the rest of the episode okay so now we're gonna kick into the main episode of the week so this week we're talking about um just i guess about sexuality in in general but specifically about um being bisexual and um i guess about combating biphobia i was trying to think of the right word and i think i like combating it this yeah, is a hard I one. I, yeah, I. To be honest, I think I stole it from an article I read earlier. So oh, I'll give I'll give credit. Yeah, that's totally fine. <laughs> but yeah, so we're just going to talk a little bit about all of that, I guess. So we wanted to start off by talking about, I guess, what being bisexual means. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people know, but I feel like people don't really know what bisexual means no for sure I think people kind of misinterpret it or just don't completely understand it Mm. um which is fair enough because I think bisexuality is different for every single person like everybody kind of experiences it differently so yeah it's hard to explain sometimes so yeah I agree I think the main thing to remember when you talk about um when somebody like says they're bisexual or you talk about bisexuality is it's not like a one a one glove or is that the saying or one shoe fits all one size fits all that's the saying <laughs> one glove I, watched, I, watched, I don't know where that came. I don't know what that was I, from. Love that. I watched them um, I've been watch. I've just finished watching um the people versus OJ Simpson oh, there's like a big thing about love. I know there's a big thing about a glove in that so it must be where that came yeah, from. Yeah, I know. I see but that. um <laughs> that's so random. Yeah, one size. I literally wrote it in the word dog as well. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one size fits all. I think it's just exactly. like for sure for me personally, I think like sexuality is more of a spectrum. I know like people yeah, have differing yeah. opinions on that. Who's whose theory is that? Kinsey? You've got oh, the Kinsey scale from like 1 to 6. Mm-hmm. that's yeah. what I'm thinking about at the moment <laughs> yeah no that's yeah that's it but um yeah so it's not like if you're bisexual it doesn't mean you like 50% women yeah. and 50% men or mm-hmm. you don't and it doesn't mean that you don't like non-binary people and it doesn't mean that you don't like transsexual people like it's not it's not like that it's just yeah I don't, 
<laughs> like, yeah, no, exactly. I think there is this misconception, first of all, that bisexuality means 50-50, which it isn't. For some people, probably, yes, maybe, but not yeah. for everyone. Um, and then again, as you say, there is just that, again, just misconception about the actual definition because bi means two so people assume that being bisexual means you're only attracted to two genders but that's not actually yeah the case. it means you're attracted to your own gender and other genders <laughs> yeah exactly so, bisexuality includes trans people and it includes non-binary people which is yeah, something exactly. i feel like i always have to explain but um yeah yeah i thought um you actually shared uh yeah really interesting was i think it was an instagram post right yes, yes, um yes. which i can link below as well um about the difference between bisexuality and pansexuality which i thought mm -hmm. was really interesting because i feel like yeah. that's something that even people who are of one of those sexualities kind of like yeah it's like a weird it is it is i think i've because uh, even i mean i've had people ask me like well why do you identifies bi and not pan if you include like trans people and I was like well because yeah because that's bisexuality like it's fine I think it's very much I think it's confusing for everyone um but also I mean there is there are a few differences in between the two um in between bisexuality and pansexuality which was very well explained in the post um but but you know they're quite similar and they overlap and and it's kind of it kind of comes to like your own preference to what you are more comfortable identifying as. Yeah, I think it's Sorry, just I lost personal. My train of thought for a second. No, you're no, you're fine. I think I totally agree. Like it's just it's personal. Like sexuality is such a personal exactly. thing, and that's why I personally feel like there's a weird kind of what's the term? Like there's a weird kind of line with it because it's like mm -hmm. you don't want to advertise all the time your sexuality but you also don't want to be hiding it so it's like that hard but it's like you don't go to the oscars or whatever and like have your name written and presenter and then homosexual bisexual yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> like it's not like it's a it's a it's a label but i don't like that it's a label if that makes I sense know. like yeah it's just we yeah, like, I like in the, a world that wants to label everything <laughs> yeah like i i in terms of like a label I completely understand the history behind the label and like why people fight for the rights and like why people have to come out and things like that like I yeah. get that but also would be nice and also to be honest probably very optimistic at this point to live in a world where like you don't have to come out like it's just yeah. you know what I mean mm -hmm. yeah I so um so I feel like we're not gonna talk about coming out stories because I feel like Overdone. I don't know like I, <laughs> what, what it's overdone yeah exactly and it's no just but yeah we like, don't need to talk about that it's just kind of like do you ever come at like I thought you said something really interesting in um Olivia oh I'm, I'm gonna butcher her last name Otigba. how do you say her last name <laughs> Otigba. okay um yeah in her in the interview with her on her youtube um you say something really interesting about you don't really ever come out once like you're coming out basically mm -hmm. your whole life and I thought that was such a like good point it was like well you don't ever like just be like oh yeah I'm done now like everyone I know knows. I know because I hate I kind of well not hate because I get it but it does sometimes slightly annoy me when people ask me about my coming out story because I never know 
where to start and where to end because I'm like it's still happening that's my entire life (laughs) yeah exactly I totally get it like I feel like I don't really like to I don't really label my sexuality Mm -hmm. at all like I I just personally am like I don't like that (laughs) yeah I'm not for that but if I was to label it like if somebody said you put a gun in my hand and say you have to label (laughs) your sexuality I would probably say I was bi and like but I don't feel like I've ever really come at like Mm -hmm. my like I've spoken to my parents and said like but it's never been like a big like a big thing it's not like oh we're gonna have this party with like a rainbow cake and all this stuff like it's just like this is the like I've just said what would you like I've all but I've kind of like I guess I've tested the waters in the past Mm -hmm. like I've been like oh what would what how would you react if like Rory that's my brother came home with a boyfriend because I'm like oh like test it out but I feel like it's yeah it's like one of those things like why should I have to bring it up like I remember once I was like with um I obviously with I with one of some of the boys that I play sport with it was like me and like five guys or something and um they were talking about when we were on holiday in Mallorca and we had we met up with this like cycling woman who was like an elite cyclist came to like ride with us sometimes as part of the package and um she was good looking and um the boys were all talking about it and like saying like oh yeah she was so fit and like all this stuff and then I was just like fuck it and I said yeah she was actually like really fit and then they were all like yeah but like it's not the same and I was like excuse me I was like uh, no I'm actually like attracted yes. to women yeah and they, and they all just like went silent and they were like oh I never like knew that and I was like why would you like yeah why would you, because- like why would you need to yeah exactly I know I know I yeah I don't think I've ever like I've never I don't think I've ever come out as bi actually I've always just like come out quote unquote who with who you're with exactly exactly. or by just telling people like yeah I like girls like this yeah like (laughs) I am attracted to women yeah I was just like what's your problem (laughs) when they were like oh yeah but it's not the same I was like oh yeah it's the same actually it's exactly the same (laughs) it was so funny but they didn't like obviously they didn't mean anything by it but I was Mm -hmm. just kind of like well why would I tell you that like have you ever asked like if you asked I wouldn't deny it but you've never asked so (laughs) why would I bring it up I didn't just show up at training one day Mm -hmm. I was like I didn't just show up at training one day like oh by the way guys like I'm into girls as well as guys like yeah you don't really bring that up why would you do that exactly (laughs) like running on a track like oh just so you know like I talk a lot at training to be fair and I could probably bring up anything but yeah I think one of the other things oh no you go oh yeah no I'm just gonna say that like I do understand that like not wanting to label or come out but then at the same time like I kind of like the labeling and the coming out in the sense of I just like being like I'm proud to be bi do you know what I mean because I used to be so ashamed of it and then it's so nice to be a part of a community and yeah I've also I also do think that coming out sometimes is important just because because it's a rough process it's quite difficult to come to terms with it so it's nice when when you can tell others and like not make too much big of a deal but kind of make a deal out of it to be like yeah, to I recognize like I recognize your struggle <laughs> yeah I here. totally got what you mean just to be like oh I have like a place where I belong kind yeah, of thing exactly yeah I get mm-hmm. you I just feel like I haven't deciphered for myself like 
if I would consider myself bi or pansexual because I just feel right. like that's yes, something that and hasn't that worked out yet. A while. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. why I don't want to like say like I'm bi and then later be like, yeah, because people will be like, what? Like that doesn't make mm-hmm. sense. No, so I know, that's I why I haven't like I haven't like yeah. fully labeled it just because I'm still working that out. And I guess yeah. part of that is, I guess going on another tangent, like there was never bi people anywhere growing up like mm. I swear like I not that I was aware of anyway yeah like as a child at all like I yeah, grew up yeah. in the town that I'm in right now in like a little village with a hundred kids in a primary school and then went to a secondary school that was far larger but even then like wasn't common like mm-hmm. you probably had the occasional guy that was like gay I honestly don't even remember having like any women that were gay at high school but maybe they just weren't out like maybe it just wasn't like public knowledge (laughs) yeah if you see what I mean yeah yeah no I know and I think that's why I mean it took me so long to be comfortable with the bisexual label um Mm. and I think maybe that's why now I kind of talk about it not a lot but I do talk about it way more openly because I'm like finally at a place where I'm like no this is the label that I'm comfortable with and it took me so long to get here so I want to talk about yeah I got that (laughs) no I totally got that I feel like I wasn't even aware that the label existed until I was yeah no university no exactly yeah I used to be so confused like because I do remember being quite young and already realizing that I might prefer girls but then being also like but I do also kind of like boys and Mm. it took me so long to understand like oh yeah that's that's fine that's normal you can like both (laughs) yeah I like I honestly think for me like university was the biggest like Mm -hmm. turning point because all of a sudden I was like in a capital city like I mean Edinburgh's not massive but like it's fairly diverse it's (laughs) compared to like (laughs) compared to like the countryside (laughs) yeah like and I was in like a university that was like very like the university definitely were like not the university specifically but like the student union we're definitely like happy to celebrate pride and things like that and I was just like and honestly in English and film like in our course there was a lot of people who were just yeah openly themselves and that's mm-hmm. when I realized like oh like this is a thing like this is normal this is cool like yeah, what, yeah, yeah, I've, been yeah. living, I've been living under a rock for 20 years like <laughs> maybe, maybe about 20 maybe 18 but I was like wow this is like this is cool and then it was like you can try and work out more because you're not at home and you're not like mm-hmm. with your parents and yeah, also yeah, yeah. you have more free time to be honest like I have a little bit more mm-hmm. time to myself yeah <laughs> when I was growing up like I was doing things all the time like and I and I think that's also something that's funny when you look back on it because I never really dated like right. actually, I still I still don't really date but, <laughs> but like I mean like in high school I had like I, like I dated like two boys and by that I mean we went on one date right and that's like <laughs> That makes a lot of sense now. I'm like, oh, yeah. You didn't know. You didn't even know if you. And I remember always saying, there's no attractive boys at this school. And to be honest, I I stand by that statement to stay because they all just did not have nice personalities at the time. I'm sure they're lovely people now. But yeah, I didn't really like have guy friends in high school. Like I had them in primary school and then they all Mm -hmm. hit puberty and (laughs) got mean. (laughs) I I know. I don't want to hang out with these people. Yeah. yeah so it's funny when you look back on it you're like huh like I guess that's yeah. why but no yeah, I um I think the other thing with that is like I feel like there's a lot of that comes with like a lot of internalized biphobia it's like a mm-hmm. a thing you're not aware of yeah 
Like I feel like growing up I didn't obviously if you don't know something exists and and then it exists in your life it's kind of like oh what is this like odd thing and I think it's easy the easy option in life is always to be ignorant it's not the right option the easy options rarely the right option but I think that's something that's like really interesting is how because that's not a process that happens overnight you're not like oh yeah okay I don't know who I am oh tomorrow I'm gonna be bi and I don't have any internalized biphobia and everything's great like the world's full of rainbows like no yeah I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about like growing up and things like that yeah I think internalized biphobia is oh god it, it was horrible um I definitely I mean as you said like you can't be what you can't see right so if you've never mm-hmm. even heard of the word you've never heard it like you've never seen anyone be openly bi or like just proud or whatever obviously it's just not gonna be an option in your little child's brain (laughs) like you're just yeah you just don't get it and then this world is so it it is homophobic let's be honest um I know a lot of people are gonna be like no but look we've come a long way and I'm like yes we have we have but we're still it's still so incredibly homophobic so obviously all of the messages that I received as a kid, even though, like, my family did do their best to, like, normalize being gay. Like, we had, Mm -hmm. like, gay friends and stuff. But gay, like, male friends, um, mostly. Mm. So I never even saw happy lesbians until... Yeah. Who knows? (laughs) So so true. So true. I, like, I was like, oh, yeah, guys can be gay, but girls can't. Like, I don't know. It was like... I feel that. It was so weird. Yeah, I was just like, no, this, like... I'm like, yeah, it's fine when guys are gay, but like women, like happy lesbians, never heard of it. Um, and then it was like bisexuals. I kind of, I like, I was aware of it quite young, I feel like. But again, the image that you get, the stereotype is like girls making out with other girls to like appeal to the, to a male audience. And it's like, yeah, or oh, to yeah, like, like have a threesome or. Exactly. It's like, oh, it's promiscuous. It's like like it's all about sex and I'm just like that's actually not necessarily like no um and it's just yeah it's very much seen as this phase that's done for men do you know what I mean like it's like oh oh, yeah guys think it's hot when girls are together and it's like well oh my god (laughs) yeah it was like the only thing you ever heard about like by bisexuality but even then yeah. it was never never called it was never that. even named no it no, wasn't no it wasn't yeah and it was always the only thing I ever remember hearing about things like that and that obviously I didn't know they were bisexuality at the time was like where they'd be like oh yeah I tried that in college or like yeah exactly it's like, like a phase oh, right like, it's a passing phase it's like oh yeah let's funny. try it <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah I just, did, I just experimented for a week like I don't want to exactly. experiment like no that's uh I fucking hate that sorry I yeah, swore on your stupid. podcast no it's yeah. okay it's not it's, it's not a PG so I don't good, think it's a you good. so it's, <laughs> I think I feel like I've sworn in it before so we're okay. <laughs> okay but yeah no I just I totally yeah even there's this on like shows that were and it was also on shows that are like typically like not bad like in general are good mm-hmm. shows and I was like why you gotta ruin it like that yeah like, I think do you know what I actually now that I think of it I think the first time that I saw a bisexual character on tv might have been the OC 
But again, like, yeah, but Marissa kind of Mm. goes through a phase. She's like dating this girl for a little bit. And it's really much seen as this act of revenge against her mother, mostly. And then after that, she goes back to dating men, which is fine. Like if, if you're bi and you date mostly men or you or whatever. But in the show, it was very much seen as this phase. And then the girl that she was dating, who also identified as bi, I think, um, just kind of disappears. <laughs> yeah, she does. That's true. And I'm just like, okay, it's fine. Um, <laughs> Bye then. Yeah. So it's, again, like everything we saw about bisexuality and still to this day is just so, it's just so like stereotyped and it's just so wrong. <laughs> yeah agreed i've said on this podcast before and i swear like i'm gonna get if i ever get merch is gonna say this representation is validation and when done right it's a celebration i love it's not done right so it's not like it's not even it's not validation it's a validation that exists but it's not it's not a celebration again it's not even like a validation that it exists properly like it's, it's like a commiseration like, it's a commiseration yeah, it's just more than anything so horrible I because I actually remember yeah. like I mean and this is where the internalized biophobia comes in but I remember when I first started realizing that I liked girls and boys like it took a, it took a while I think I realized I liked girls before I realized I like boys first of all so I okay. thought I was gay when I was younger and then which is weird I did it <laughs> I did it the other way around <laughs> Um, but, uh, but I do remember being like, this is awful. Like, I don't want to be gay. Um, and then I kind of realized like, oh no, maybe I'll be fine because I kind of like boys too. Um, so maybe I'll just like marry a man and pretend this never existed, like never happened. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I kind of growing up and figuring it out, I was just like, no, I do like both. And I remember not wanting to, like, I got to a point when I was again, older And I feel like at that point I had less internalized homophobia. And I remember thinking like, you know, when I was about like 14, 15, maybe literally thinking like, okay, look, it's fine if you're gay, but don't be bi. Cause Mm. like, like, which was just so wrong when I think about it now, but I do remember being like, no, you're going to have to choose. It's going to have to be one or the other. Um, And I did like realize that I did prefer girls so for a while, I was just like, okay, well, then just let's never explore the, like, boys. <laughs> I was just like, it's fine. I'll just be a lesbian now. That's just going to be it. And then growing up and actually going to college, then that's when I started dating boys. But I dated girls in high school. <laughs> that's when I was like, no, I'm definitely bi. Um, and it was just, yeah. <laughs> God, it was just so hard. But I do remember, like, hating myself for liking both. Like, liking both. And really... Mm-hmm. Like, almost sitting down and being like, Marion, you have to choose. Like, it's one or yeah. the other. Yeah, Which I get what you mean. Sad. I feel like it was, like, a thing. I feel like I was so desperate to be straight at the start yeah. of university. Oh, my God. Because I was like, it'll make life so much easier. Exactly. Because I remember yeah. being in, like, female sports. And to be fair, this was a very stereotypical and homophobic thing to say anyway. But people would say things like, oh, well, you play women's basketball. You play women's hockey. You must be gay. Ugh, and then right. I was like, oh, I'm not gay. And so then I, like, took on the persona of being, like, the only straight person. Yeah, in the team. And okay. Like, yeah, and yeah. then I was like, I'm not straight. Like, <laughs> and I was like. Every night, every time after training, I'd be like, I don't think I'm straight. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I'd be like, this is weird. And I was like, who do I talk to about this? Mm-hmm. And I feel like the first person actually 
that I ever spoke to about my sexuality because I never I don't know it just like this village is pretty conservative like my my parents and I we do have a great relationship and we have spoken about it a bit but not in Mm -hmm. depth because like yeah also we just I don't want to hear about their like there's like a line like some people some people do talk to their parents about everything and have that kind of relationship where like it's like a sisterly thing with their mom but like Mm -hmm. my mom and I that's not like I do not want to know what my mom does with my dad at night like no way (laughs) and she doesn't want to know what I do like it's not she said she's always said like I'll meet someone when you're mm-hmm. ready for me to meet them and if I want to ask her about something I will but it's not like I don't have to tell her about it because yeah, I just yeah, yeah. that for me is just an uncut like that's not how our relationship works as mother and daughter and it's definitely not how it works as father and daughter like it's just not a conversation we have like my parents are not young so it'd be mm-hmm. kind of weird I'd be like stop talking but um yeah and then I don't know I guess growing up in a, a time that was quite like wasn't really a thing you spoke about it I don't really speak about it with like friends growing up like there was the occasional like uh, what was that the um that's what she said joke or whatever but like nobody actually knew what they were talking about like it was Mm -hmm. just kind of like one of those awkward things but there was never really a conversation about it until university and then I think I just said to like one of my friends one night I had been I know what it was I had been out like for a drink the night before with one of my other friends and one of her friends was like this good looking girl and I was like oh shit and I was like wine drunk and I was like shit I'm attracted to this girl and I think because I was wine drunk I didn't have time to overthink it like yeah, I was yeah. just like oh this is cool so I was like chatting with her and things like that like never really went anywhere but like mm-hmm. it was just nice to be like okay this is like legit because I think when you're sober you can that's a bad example not when you're sober but when <laughs> like when when you're when you're like have t- a lot of time with your thoughts like mm-hmm. I guess if you're like in your room alone and you're thinking about something, you can overthink things to the max, which is a talent I really have. Whereas yep. I was I with these people having fun, like who's it do you know what I mean? Like who's it bothering? Mm-hmm. We were at a house party, so I wasn't concerned about like anyone judging because the people there were all of different sexualities anyway. It wasn't like everyone in the room was straight. So I was like, Yeah, well, this is cool. And then, yeah, like that night, or maybe it was the next day, I like spoke to one of my friends who's um who's a lesbian, and I said, I think I like like girls, <laughs> like as well as I was like, but not like just girls. And she mm-hmm. was like, Oh, that's cool. And she was like, Why are you telling me this though? And I was like, Oh, you're really good. Because <laughs> she just obviously like because she's been out for a while, she was kind of like, What? Yeah. And I was like, No, I'm like just realizing this. And she was like, Oh, okay, like I get it. But I feel like I've been very lucky in the friend department but I think part of that is because I didn't say anything until like Mm -hmm. I was much older and also I kind of didn't say things to people I said things to people at different times like I didn't yeah yeah obviously obviously I didn't make a Facebook post (laughs) and I never like I don't know I just kind of messaged people at different times or spoke to people in person at different Mm -hmm. times when it was natural yeah yeah, it's not I was trying not to build it up into a big deal because I didn't want it to be like it is a big Mm -hmm. deal to me but I also didn't want to like I don't know what's like over not overplay it but like I didn't want to stress myself out with it no yeah I see what you mean yeah yeah no I I was actually quite lucky that I was my friends in high school were already like way more open and and I kind of realized it really early on um and I do remember just being able to figure out my sexuality with my friends. And a lot of my friends, like, turned out to also be bi and gay. Like, we just kind of all figured it out together, being like, oh, yeah, this is a thing. 
Um, and yeah, like all my friends, everyone that I came out with in like in high school um, or secondary school, like when I was around 13, 14, 15, um, everybody was always so cool with it. And it was always just me being like, I think I like girls. Uh, okay. And they were just like, yeah, cool. Like, nice. this is, yeah, good for you. <laughs> this is difficult to figure out, you know? And, um, yeah. and I was able to kind of figure it out with them, which was amazing. And then I think Tumblr did a lot. I think Tumblr normalized it for me. I, I, was, I didn't yeah. have Tumblr. I See, out. I think everybody was gay on Tumblr, and I was like, "Oh, it's okay." Like this maybe is I would've, maybe I would have re- like found it. I would have worked it out sooner if I had yeah. To. I think I, I think it helped me a lot. It helped me a lot to not figure it out because I already knew, but it helped me to to process, to normalize it, and process it. Yeah, and be able to talk to others about it. And then I actually yeah. like I I my first girlfriend I met on Tumblr, which is just such a stereotype. <laughs> Uh, when I, I was like that. 15 but we only dated for a month <laughs> and we met like twice um I think it was just because she was so from Belgium and I was like oh my god she's gay and she's from Belgium we need to <laughs> be together <laughs> we have so much in common <laughs> we have so much in common let's meet up in Brussels yeah. and I I'll lie to my parents about it <laughs> um but yeah no so Tumblr was a huge help <laughs> That's nice. That's good. Yeah, I feel like because my friends were older when I told them, they kind of had already, they weren't yeah. in their fat. Like, I don't think I, I mean, I think that, I don't think any of my friends exclusively growing up, no, your friend, <laughs> were homophobic, but I think that um, rather than my friends being, it was more the community as a whole was like, home, like, it wasn't something like it wasn't like they were I don't know how to explain it like, like it wasn't like it was in your face homophobia it was more subtle but it was oh yeah, yeah it was yeah, things yeah. like it was things like that people are like oh that's not a big deal where they'd be like oh that's so gay you're so gay and it was always mm-hmm. like a derogatory word or like oh my god I bet that girl is like a lesbian and things like that mm-hmm. and I was just like I was just like um so like that when you have that for like 13 years of school like well let's be real in primary school maybe only like three years of it but like (laughs) when you have that for so like so much of your life and it was not coming from my home at all like my parents are very like open and willing to understand people and like very like inclusive and like very ahead of their generation I think Mm -hmm. in general like they are my mom has like my mom and I we do we do clash sometimes we have similar personalities and um yeah but she's she's willing to learn and I think that's mm-hmm. the most important thing if you are a friend yeah, yeah, or a yeah. family member who has someone I suppose come out to them like it's mm-hmm. just being willing to listen and to learn and not make it like about you yeah for <laughs> it's sure about, it's about them mm-hmm. yeah but I do think it's uh, the worst part is all the small like insidious homophobia because I actually yeah. I recently talked about my coming out again with my mom because we both have quite different um, memories um but she did tell me like I don't I didn't understand why you were so scared um because I came out to her when I was 17 which was like two girlfriends later and I had already come out to all of my friends um so it quite like it took me a long time to finally tell my family um and yeah we spoke about it and she was just like why were you so scared like we've always been so welcoming and accepting and whatnot and I was just like well yeah you have mostly but then like there's so much homophobia that I've heard growing up from 
like mostly people at my school, mostly peers. Um, yeah. And again, it's just those expressions or it's using like slurs um, to describe mm. someone. That's not like, it's just like using gay as an insult um, or certain behaviors like that are coded as gay, maybe like using yeah, these or things. Or like camp being like, oh, that's yes. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Or just like talking, like saying horrible things about gay people. Like I've heard that, like I've I've had people in primary school or like early secondary school being like it's just wrong like it's just disgusting blah 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 and then and then you're just there next and you're like ah yeah I don't I don't know yeah <laughs> like it's like, just it's all these little things yeah you I just agree. pick up on always and it's like oh she plays like this sport she must be yeah all those stereotypes like, are also what? just so like, incredibly harmful like wake up or like oh yeah. she's a tomboy she's gonna be like gay when she's older and yeah like, why <laughs> maybe not yeah <laughs> like why are you even using the term tomboy like let the kids exactly. play with what they want to play with like yeah why does that exist yeah no mm-hmm. I totally get you um I think we should go in and talk a little bit about like how to be a better ally I mean I want to say just like mm-hmm. before we get into it properly like in general like there isn't one like perfect answer for how to be a better ally to anyone yeah. like there never will be it's about mostly I mean more than anything I think it's about being open to everyone regardless yeah and being willing to understand and also being able to understand that sexuality is a personal journey and a personal mm-hmm. experience so like yes how you experience Very it much. with one friend like isn't necessarily how it's going to be for another friend like, yeah it's completely different for everyone yeah exactly you can't expe- mm-hmm. expect their experiences to be the same and be yeah. like, well, why are you not doing this? Because this person did this. Like, that's not relevant. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have anything that you want to kick us yeah. off with. Uh, I do think, I think one of the main things is um, listening. Mm-hmm. I just think being able to listen to someone's experience um, and validate their experience. And as you said earlier, not make it about you. Because <laughs> I do hate that, um, and I think I do. I've, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people sometimes, when you try to talk to your struggles, they kind of, in an attempt to make you feel better, they talk about themselves and share mm-hmm. their own struggles, which are kind of completely unrelated. And it's like I get what you're doing, but like it's not the same. <laughs> I feel like and, stopped. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And then I do have some people who are always just like, I'm like, I've been told like, well, why are you complaining about these issues when you've had it like quite easy, like in terms of like my coming out journey and stuff. Oh, okay. And it's like, um, you don't know, first of all, <laughs> like you have no idea how easy or hard it was for me because of the internalized homophobia. And so it's just like, it's so important to just validate someone's experience. Like if I tell you, no, this was actually really hard, then you should just be like, okay, I like, I hear you and I'm here for you and all of that. You know what I mean? Instead of just being like, ugh, but you're privileged. I'm like, I do know that, but yeah, but <laughs> that doesn't, doesn't mean, mean that it was feelings. exactly. It doesn't mean that it wasn't hard. And so, yeah, I don't know, just like, just listening and validating someone's experiences, like the first step to being a good ally, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, yeah, that's just guilt tripping. Like, yeah, I, oh my God, I, I hate like, that. Like, I know there's shit things happening in the world, and I'm actually trying to do things about them however I can. 
but like that doesn't mean that I can't have like my own feelings and like Mm -hmm. expressions and personal experiences that make me feel certain ways if I didn't have those things I wouldn't be human and then I wouldn't like understand that I do have privilege so like why is that even relevant to bring up Yeah, yeah exactly I totally get you I think that's such a I also think another thing is that um remember that it's I mean I this is something that people have said a lot during like the anti-racism movement and it's remember that it's not personal all the time like if I say if I tell you that comment like for example there was someone in my life recently like I'll just tell you I'm not going to say who it was because I don't do that Mm -hmm. but um like they said something and they didn't realize so basically what they said was I like said I don't even know how it came up if I'm being completely honest but they said, like, I don't know if you should, like, advertise that you, like, like boys and girls. And I was like, what? Like, why? Like, oh what? God. I mean, I don't I don't advertise anything, but regardless, <laughs> like, why not? But I was like, okay, what? like, why not? And then they said, well, like, they might get jealous of each other. And I was just like. What? What? Like, what? <laughs> like, what do you, like, but, like, if I'm heterosexual, like, they could, the boys can, they could still get jealous. Like, how is yeah. that relevant? Because they were kind of like insinuating that, well, because you're bi, like more people are going to get jealous. Because like, oh my god, I know I've heard that so many times. Yeah, like you can't be friends with anyone because like Mm -hmm. they'll always be jealous. And I was just like, are you shitting? Like, are you shitting me? Like, that's not a. But I like that wasn't that person just didn't know what they were saying. Like it wasn't like it wasn't an intentional I'm being Mm -hmm. biphobic comment. It was just like a case of like foot in the mouth. Like that's yeah. all it was. And they were willing to listen and to say, oh, do you know what? Like now that I've listened to you, I understand mm-hmm. what you're saying. And actually shouldn't have said that. Like that was wrong with me. And I'm sorry about that. And that's like yeah. important that you're able to be like, okay, like I screwed up. It's not, I'm not saying, oh, you are, you are biphobic, mm-hmm. you are homophobic. I'm just saying that was a biphobic comment and you shouldn't yeah, exactly. say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's so important. And it's just, I think being willing again, just to listen and ask questions. Like, I really don't mind when people mm. ask me questions. Because um, I've had that instance before as well that someone has said, like, oh, yeah, like, I can understand that it would be hard for your partner, like, to like to date someone that's bi. Because, because what if you go back to someone of another gender afterwards or whatnot? Or, like, yeah, or just thinking that, like, the dating pool yeah. is, like, so much bigger. And I'm just like, well, that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, it's not like it's every like, single person is who I'm attracted to. Like, I know, it's not like I'm attracted to everyone. And it's definitely not that everybody's attracted to me. So, like, don't <laughs> worry about it. <laughs> I'm basically being rejected by more genders, actually. Like, it's, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like I'm yeah. going around dating. Like, it's not, again, that's just this idea that being bisexual means that you're promiscuous or that you want to have an open relationship or you don't want to be like monogamous, mm-hmm. which are both things that are completely fine. Do you know what I mean? But it's like, yeah, well, they're not related you, to sexuality. Yeah. Yeah. Like if that's your personal is, choice. It's not related to being bi. Yeah. No. And yeah, but then, but that person were just like, we were just, we had a proper discussion about it and I was able to mm-hmm. be like, well, actually that's not the case. And you like, and you, shouldn't say that because that is like a pretty biphobic comment um and then we were able to like have a discussion and then I was able to explain my experience and like how I experienced my bisexuality and basically why you know your partner shouldn't be jealous or think this way because because it's just not true 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it's just irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is just completely not factual. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, the no. people that I've dated before you or the people that I'm going to date after you, like their genders have nothing to do with you. <laughs> no. They're not related in any way apart from that. Yeah. I've, da- I've dated you. <laughs> like, that's yeah, the only correlation. Like, don't be scared or jealous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's a really good point as well, like asking questions, because that is the mm-hmm. thing as well. Like it is personal. So you can't just like read something and be like, oh, well, everyone must be like this way or and yeah. just presume that. I think another thing, actually something that you messaged me before that I thought was like really important to mention in this podcast is that you need to celebrate like the small wins. And you need to also mm-hmm. like encourage your friend to in celebrate to in- yeah. to to celebrate the small wins. Cause I think something like as small as like ticking both boxes on a dating app is a big deal yes. in reality. Oh no, yes, it is. It is. Yeah. And I feel like it's really easy to downplay that when you're dealing mm-hmm. with like everything like growing up not knowing and like internalized yes. biphobia or homophobia and like being like oh my god like this is like and you are kind of like this is a big deal but like I don't want to but like your friend should be like no this is a big deal so I think be yeah. willing to like call your friends out as well not call them out I don't like that term but like to say like oh like not obviously you might not know but like be like well are you being fair on yourself kind of thing like not don't be like you're being biphobic to yourself because it's not a helpful comment to anyone like don't say that unless you like know for sure yeah just like say like is that fair like would you or like I think another thing is like that I've noticed is like would you say that to someone else and half the Mm -hmm. time the answer is no actually let's be real like three quarters of the time because I wouldn't like the way I and that's another thing that's a thing that is like prominent is like it's so easy to like be to speak to yourself I guess in your mind in a way that you would never dream of doing Mm -hmm. to someone else and I sometimes think like I should write this down and be like would I want to read that out loud and if the answer is no then I shouldn't be saying that to myself but I think yeah I think just in (laughs) the cat's not up behind me um I (laughs) I think the main thing is just um yeah just be loving in the same way as you would if they weren't but mm-hmm. also be willing to celebrate the fact that they are, if that makes sense. I know, and also be like, yeah, no, as you said, celebrating the small wins and like, don't make a big deal out of it, but also don't pretend that it doesn't exist. Because I've had people also just like, like I've come out to people and then they've just kind of never mentioned it again mm. in in an attempt to be like accepting and to be like well this isn't a big deal so we're not going to talk about it and then I'm like no 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 because what you're doing here actually is making me feel even more ashamed because we're not talking about it so in my mind I'm like oh my god you have a problem with it <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're like erasing you're erasing part of their identity like you're like exactly. taking a rubber because an eraser's American you're taking a rubber and you're rubbing yeah. out part of their identity and that's exactly. definitely not that, like your yeah, right yeah. So it's like, please normalize it, but also don't, but also don't be afraid to talk about it because that's mm. how we normalize it. And by not talking about it, that's when the stigma comes in. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, again, just ask questions. I guess that's on the same, I guess that just yeah. comes down to that. <laughs> and I think the other thing, which we will go into more depth in, in an exclusive um, interview on the website when it's up on Sunday is um like read things and yeah, educate yourself watch also. things and listen yeah. to things that are 
by people who are oh this is funny mm. who are by <laughs> I didn't mean that <laughs> um yeah just be like diversify yeah what you're yeah yeah, yeah. I know because I'm like ask with. questions for sure but also don't don't expect me to educate you um, yeah don't I'm not your I'm not your I am a, I am actually technically soon to be a qualified teacher but I teach <laughs> kids I teach kids I don't teach you yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. my job to teach you I get paid to teach them yeah like, you're, you're not paying me I mean I'm we're educating you for free on this podcast so yeah yeah, yeah. no you're welcome I mean, we need to do it but um hmm. but yeah no also like yeah educate yourself diversify your like just listen to other voices um be more aware of it um yeah yeah I think also um diversify in terms of like don't just listen to like people who are white and bi like diversify in like every possible way like yeah like also like look listen to things by like black trans people like Mm -hmm. sometimes you can be trans and identify as bi like that's possible to happen so like that's something like remember that intersectionalities exist yeah it's so important yeah there's actually a one i'm gonna plug a great book that's called the bible i don't know if you've heard of it it's i haven't monstrous regiment i think they're scottish based um oh nice i mean they're in edinburgh i'm sure i think i'm sure no but anyways but it's like a collection (laughs) of essays um Mm -hmm. on uh about bisexual experience and i think they, they have two they have um two books out now two volumes and they're very intersectional and they're very um yeah you you can you listen like you've got some essays from like black uh, black men who are bi which again we don't see enough of yeah, um there's just way more way more diversity um and that's so important and like non-binary bi folks like it's just oh it's such a wonderful wonderful book um and so you can read about other people's experiences and yeah normalize it and like diversifying your education <laughs> perfect I think we are coming near to time so we will talk about way more um we'll not talk about we'll yeah talk about it, but it'll we'll be, reading. We'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll be reading it. but I am trying to make my um all of my platforms more accessible which is a long task but basically if you are yeah if you're listening to this and you are visually impaired I'm going to have the audio of things that I write recorded so that if you're visually impaired, you can still engage. And also at some point, this is I'm trying to find a program to do this because transcribing takes a really long time, but I am planning oh, yeah. to transcribe all my podcasts. So if you are hearing impaired, you're able to engage regardless because I think that's something that we don't really think about in general. And I just realized it the other day and I was like, I have a little free time. Like, what am I doing? So yeah, hopefully I'll find a program that's good at transcribing things so I don't have to sit and do that. But um, yeah, I guess Marion just talked about a really good book. So I'm just going to end us off with what I'm reading this week. And actually, I am reading a book that was recommended to me by Marion. Um, Marion has great taste in reading. So I typically read like most things that she posts on her stories or on her blog. Right, thank you. Um, right now, I'm reading Your Silence Will Not Protect You by Audrey Lord, who's our... Um, well, she's a lot of things, but she's um, a black lesbian feminist writer, but also a mother. And she describes herself as a warrior, which I completely mm-hmm. agree with and a lot of other things. But I don't want to say more because I want you to read the book. And um, it's wonderful, yeah. 
at independent bookstores if possible. Um, I can have some black owned bookstores um, mm. in the show notes. Also, as per usual, like check out Lighthouse Books because I'm just a big yeah. fan. So we wanted to end this episode on a positive note, which is how I like to end the episodes every week. So this week, the positive news story um, was found on Instagram, which um, Marion shared on her story by um, at Gay Times. And I'll have the link for that in the show notes. And the positive news story is that Scotland will become the first country in the world to add LGBTQ plus history to school curriculum. So that is super, super, super exciting and very incredible that Scotland is doing that. Um, And I'm looking forward to teaching that. So that is our positive news story for this week. So now, so Marion, I don't know if you want to plug yourself, your blog, your Instagram. Yeah, well, I'm... You can find me anywhere um, <laughs> at uh, Marion Jockwins. So just my first and last name. If you don't know how to spell it, we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, exactly. But, um, the link will be there. Exactly. Yeah, so it's just Marion Jockwins on Instagram, on Twitter. And then my blog is marionjockwins.wordpress.com. And yeah, I do write a lot about literature. I write a lot about LGBTQ representation on TV and film. All of that. I have a I have an article about bisexual awareness week that we might be able to link because it's yeah, quite sure. good if I don't think yeah. so myself. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no. Um, yeah, that's where I'm for sure. At. Yeah, I definitely recommend um, obviously Marion's blog, but also her Instagram is like by far one of the most aesthetically pleasing feeds. <laughs> That I've ever like every time Marion posts like I have my post no- notifications on and every time I'm like oh, it's supposed oh, to be Marion just always has good photos and her blog <laughs> and I also have the notifications on the blog so every time a post comes up love I have it. to read today's um, later <laughs> yeah and it, they're just well written and then I know as well Marion that you're going to study media no what gender is it gender and media, gender yes. and media that's yes, so I'm exciting. so excited Yay, I'm starting a master's in September. And you just got a scholarship, which I just want to like say congrats. Because everyone should Yeah, that's major. I actually read it when I was like in my bath. It was a very weird moment. (laughs) (laughs) Drop your phone. I can't just like naked yelling at my parents. I can't take electronics near my bath, like near water at all, because we used to do like in primary school, you do all those things where you like circled all the um like so in there was like a piece of paper and it was like all the dangers in a room and you're just oh yeah right. oh of course of course that's so many times that i'm too scared to bring anything into my bathroom i'm terrified so literally i was i was just listening to some chill music i was trying to chill out and then i just got yeah. an email guys <laughs> yeah so um the so just to finish off the so we will have an exclusive interview on the website, which will be, well, the interview will be up on Monday and hopefully the website will be live sometime on Sunday. I'm not giving myself a time deadline, maybe midnight, <laughs> maybe earlier. Just be Sunday, it's fine. <laughs> um, thank you so much for listening to the podcast and don't forget to check out Fancy a Blether on Instagram, which is just at Fancy a Blether. Thanks for listening. Have a good week. <laughs>